Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey girl, hey! Welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker of the live daily talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show. So here's the deal. On my radio show, we're like married up in there, okay? Yeah, like till death do us part. Or until you want a divorce. Totally up to you. But this podcast is where we date. Yes, you date me. You like, you get to know me. You try me on. You feel me out. And this is where I get to woo celebs, tastemakers, and influencers into falling in love with me. Anyone who knows me knows I'm like a professional social climber. And yeah, I wear that title like a badge of honor. But for real, my favorite part of being in the radio industry for 12 plus years is getting to meet interesting, inspiring, and exceptional people and getting them to talk about the pettiest things in the world. So if you love real talk with a touch of cattiness and a ton of laughers, then you're in the right place. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Taste of Taylor. It's my weekly podcast um, where I talk to influencers, celebrities, tastemakers. And today I actually have a fellow podcaster with me, Ellie Schnitt, uh, host of the podcast Schnitt Talk. Fan-fucking-tastic name. Thank you. Uh, girl, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> okay, so you are with Barstool Sports. Yes, I am. But you are a girl. I am a girl. It's What? Shocking. What? I know. So I am so fascinated with Barstool. Mm-hmm. I think my fascination with, with my fascination with Barstool started like so I was working at Sirius. Right. And I I I guess I interviewed KFC. Oh yeah, Kevin and yeah, yeah, yeah. And my little brother, like it's so funny because so I've been in radio, podcasting, whatever, audio for like over a decade. Right. I worked with Cosmo magazine. It's like the number one selling women's magazine in the world. Love Cosmo. And my little brother like could not have been less interested in anything that I did. <laughs> of course. And then I had KFC and he's like, Oh my god, that's so cool. Like, yeah. And I'm like, what is with this partial sports and boys? And then he also got excited when I was on Jared Freed's podcast. <laughs> and he was like, You're on the tr- J train? I'm like, where are you, Why are man? you now interested in me? <laughs> Men. So anyway, so Barstool Sports, just break down for everybody what Barstool is for those who maybe don't know. Ooh, gosh, I don't know. I, okay. Yeah, can you like give me, let's like, let's go to the Wikipedia page. Seriously, I'm like trying to think of all that we do and like all that we are. And I'm like, okay, five words to describe Barstool Sports. We're like, it's a media company. It's not really sports media. There yeah. is a lot of sports, but it's just like content for people who want to be entertained like if you like almost anything there's something for you on Barstool Armball. so it started off though I guess what pretty like heavy like bro sport talk absolutely yeah yes. I would say that and then it started. kind of just like branched out into so much more mm-hmm. but when you think of Barstool you think men oh absolutely you don't think adorable you know blonde 22 <laughs> year old women well you know it's funny because before I knew anything about Barstool I knew the two things I think people my age and people in general kind of know. It's like the Saturdays are for the boys and then these smoke shows. It's the like the girls that submit pictures themselves. Right. And I was like, I don't, you know. Is that where smoke show comes from? Yeah. Shut up. So I was married. I'm divorced. What else? Um, and my 
my former brother-in-law was like the king of smoke show. Like he was like, she's a smoke show. That one's yeah, a smoke show. I'm smoke pretty show. sure and I'm like, it came from Barstool. He acted like he invented it. So he must've been a Barstool I, fan. Yeah, probably. But yeah. So, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I get that guys really like this. I don't know if this is something that's for me, but then, you know, after I was interviewing and looking at it, I was like, Oh wait, I kind of really like what they're doing. Cause right. you know, chicks in the office is so good. And so yep. I'm getting so like off, track right now i nope, feel like we're no not such, like in, no such thing don't worry <laughs> in the conversation but um yeah i i think when you don't know anything about barstool it's so easy to look at the like it's just like bro yeah and it's, and it's like and, and and so you have being a woman yes. working there having your own podcast with them tell us from an insider perspective like the way women in, in are treated and interact with the brand at barstool i mean i haven't ever really worked anywhere else but from what I've heard from my other coworkers, my female coworkers, like Casey Smith, before I signed my contract with Barstool, I was obviously I had questions. I was really young. I didn't know anything about the company. And I asked her this exact question. I was like, what is it really like to be a woman in a company where it's majority men? Right. And she has worked at big networks. She's worked a lot of different places. And she was like, this is the least sexist workplace I've ever been in. Unbelievable. And they, they really just, it's like having a bunch of big brothers. Like, these are guys that are just, they're going to have your back. People look at them and they're like, oh, barstool guys, they're like bros and they're whatever. And it's like, these are nerdy bloggers, you guys. Yep. These are not harmful guys. Like, they're very kind. They treat everyone with respect. And like, I... I really like everyone I work with. That's awesome. Um, so Barstool, this just totally came to my mind, um, <laughs> is responsible for, you know, referring to Pete Davidson as having butthole eyes, which I think is the fucking funniest thing in the entire world. So I really do. I mean, listen, <laughs> is it not nice? Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. And also Pete Davidson, I feel like he is like, he is, he is adorable. Like, so oh, sure. It, he's not like a truly ugly person. No so way. Like, we can make fun of the way he looks because he's actually adorable. But um, that whole butthole eyes thing, <laughs> who came up with that? That's chap. I think. <laughs> I think Chaps did the first blog about that. So fucking yeah, funny. So funny. So funny. And the fact that like Ariana Grande is like tweeting about butthole eyes being a medical condition. And then you see the doctor who yeah, came out and was like, like, it's not a medical condition. But a doctor literally said butthole eyes is not like, like it's like, like a, it became in the lexicon. Bar- like, exactly. Butthole eyes. Yeah. Like, like Barstool so Sports, funny. it will forever be responsible for, for butthole eyes. eyes. And for that, I am forever, forever and grateful. And now I like, see guys sometimes I'm like, ah, that guy has butthole, butthole eyes. <laughs> I mean, when you really think about it, it, I mean, it's not a sexist company because they're so busy making fun of guys. <laughs> they make fun of everybody. But that's the beauty of it, you know? Yeah. I'm about equality, but I'm not about equality like everybody like treating each other well. I'm, I'm about everybody equally treating each other shitty. Right, so it's so funny. <laughs> like, like, I want to be sexist towards men. Barstool, we, oh, for sure. We want to objectify. We had a male stripper in the office yesterday for like no reason. Shut the fuck we up. We did. We had a Santa Claus. They, 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 we had this whole thing because one of our... Um, um, one of our bloggers, Kate, who is like the funniest person in the entire world. Yes. She was like, she has a smoke bro of the day. Smoke bro of the day. <laughs> See, this is, this is equality, people. Yeah. It is. <laughs> if it's a smoke show, then there's got to be smoke a yin bro. to the yang. So smoke bro. And she had this male stripper come in. She's like, yeah, I'm going to have Santa come in, but then it's going to be a stripper. And we were all so like watching this. What stripper, were the like, guys oh doing? The guys were kind of watching from a distance like, is there a stripper? <laughs> so confused. Well, it's funny because I feel like female strippers are like, it's like sexy. It's, it's very like sexual. Where yes. I feel like if a group of girls like, we're going to go see male strippers, they're, we're not like going because like we're getting so turned on. It's no, like, we're like, I show, we're kind of uncomfortable. Out. Exactly, exactly. I, we were, I was very, very uncomfortable. There's, there's like a video of me like watching the stripper and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, 
I'm yeah. supposed to look at you. I am not a fan of male strippers. No, gosh, not they're not was, my favorite. Things I mean, he in was the a world. very nice man. I'm sure. <laughs> Who is more uncomfortable with the male stripper? The girls or the guys? Definitely the guys. They were they were so funny, <laughs> and not in like a toxic masculinity. Oh, we don't want to look at penises kind of way. So right. I don't know how to say that. Um, absolutely. Okay, so you <laughs> could say dick if you wanted Great. to. Um, yeah, it, more in just like a like they didn't know where to look. Like they, they they're like, are we supposed to be watching? Like it was so funny. Is this for us? Like Smoke, there's no bro. there's no music. Should we? Yeah, but oh, that's hysterical. But um, the funny thing about Barstool is like you said, it's very like a like a quality of like who we make fun of. It's like you're kind of supposed to get in the reality show of Barstool and yep. get in the mud of Barstool. So I got in this like fake beef with a guy that I work with, Francis. And I wrote a blog because he, he gets fake mad at me for having a lot of likes and shit on Twitter. Right. And then so I wrote a blog about him making fun of this picture of him and just said like ridiculous things like he bones horses, like like crazy, like crazy Objectifying things. him though. Yeah. Like this is the thing. So, you know, I mean, listen, I am like, like I use the word slut. Okay. Sure. And that's, I'm a feminist. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like, I was married to a man. I, we got a divorce. I am now dating a girl. Like I'm a fuck that. I'm automatically a feminist for life, right? (laughs) Okay, but I like words like bitch and slut and hoe and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. And so I get criticized sometimes. It's like, well, you're not really a feminist if you use that that slang terminology. And I'm like, no. It's like, I think we should be able to take it back if we want to. I'm like, and I'm also a feminist because I think men are sluts too. They are. That's the thing. That's the issue. It's not that we have to get rid of the word slut. It's that we have to call men sluts. We have to make it equal. We have to take the word back and say like, slut's a good thing or it's a bad thing for everyone. To me, it's a bad thing but men and women can all be sluts you know like right. I, like for me it's like a girl can be slutty a guy can be slutty and i equally judge both of their sluttiness that's true for me i'm more like i feel like you're like slutty doesn't really exist like fuck whoever you want like do what you want generation gap here going on <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i try to be hip with the game so i, I so i want to understand what the what the kids, what the are, kids thinking are saying these, yeah, yeah these days you keep me young you keep me hip <laughs> oh god i love you okay so we're gonna talk about your podcast uh it's called schnitt talk and it's all about dating and like uh, basically you give advice it's like the, the blind leading the blind if you will absolutely the blind leading the blind we'll get into that but i do want to focus a little bit more on bar, bar stool yeah, for a minute because sure. i'm just like so i love this idea though i love this idea of uh, objectifying men i really really do and <laughs> So my friend Hannah, um, she does like a lot of stuff uh, in social media and she's obsessed with guys who are six feet or taller, right? She won't even date you. She won't even look won't at even you. Won't even look at you. If you're, if you're yeah. under six feet. But like every month it gets like taller and taller. Like she's going to only be. Five. Yeah, <laughs> literally. And guys get really mad at her and yeah. they're like, you're, this is so superficial and you're so sexist. And she's like, like oh, like you don't do the same thing to me. And she's like, how does it feel? How does it feel? <laughs> yeah. And it feels shitty. But I feel like a lot of times empathy is what makes change. For, okay, so I'm going to get way deep right Go now. Go for it. But so this new movie's coming out um, with, it's actually probably already out by the time this podcast airs. Um, it's called The um, uh, the Basis of Sexism. Oh. The Basis of Sex, the basis of sex with um, it's, it's about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, oh, cool. and um, it's starring um, Army Hammer, sexual, and all oh, just because I date women, I still can be turned on by Army Hammer and um, Felicity Jones, great cast, right? And it's all about um, RBG and the work that she did, you know, for women. She's a Supreme Court justice, and yada course, yada. Yeah. But it's about um, her. Of course, she was a feminist and work and fighting for female rights, but ultimately. 
she was fighting for equality. And my girlfriend works for a company called TFQ or mm-hmm. the female quotient. And yes, it's all about like women, 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 but it's also about like men and women working together. Like they're very focused on mm-hmm. feminism. You can't have feminism without men helping for feminism. Absolutely. So it's not women against men. It's women and men working together. Like I remember I was in Cannes doing a lot of interviews about um, gender equality in Hollywood, right? right? Or in film or whatever. It was, it's, it's bad here, but it's really bad in France too. So interviewing a lot of women, but a lot of women were like, well, yeah, well, we just did it. We came to Cannes with this movie and it was like an all-female set and all-female, you know, cast and crew, which is great. And I get why we have to swing the pendulum so far that way. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people too were talking about, no, 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 no. We need, we need 50-50 by 2020, which means equal amount of men and women working together. Right. And I feel like that's what actually Barstool is doing. <laughs> Yeah, in a weird way, people are like, Barstool's sexist. I'm like, Barstool is doing the opposite of that. But that's the thing is, I think empathy is everything. Yes. So like, if a, we, we as women, we know what it feels like to be objectified. We're, we come out of the fucking womb, womb being, being objectified, objectified right? <laughs> Men haven't really felt it until recently, but I feel like they're feeling it now. And for them, it's like, oh, well, shit, that doesn't feel great. So the next time they're about to objectify a woman, they might, a woman, they might think twice because yeah. they now know how it feels to be objectified. So that's my point is in order to get equality, we have to torture men. And see what it feels like to be women. I'm cool with that. I'm <laughs> that, definitely cool like, with that. I love it. A smoke show and a smoke bro. It's yeah. like, well, will I ever be a smoke bro? No, Probably you're not. average looking. <laughs> I'll never be a smoke show. Suck it the fuck up. This is how it feels. Exactly. Okay, so you get involved with Barstool. How did you? Eat? How did it even come to fruition? So you're from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. and I just graduated college. Um, Where'd I, you go? I went to Illinois State. Amazing. Well, God, um, <laughs> college, God, college. It feels like yesterday, but it really is not yesterday for me. I feel like I haven't been in college for a hundred years because working, living in New York City makes you feel like, I feel like I've been here for a hundred years. Yes. And I've been here for three months. Do you like New York? <laughs> huh. It's mm, gr- interesting. You know it's growing on me. It's growing on me. Why, why, why the, the hesitation? Is it like, is it like, Just, cause it's like scary or is it so busy or is it like intense or well, is it the dating? What it honestly is, is that like, I thought that I had a really good handle on what pee smelled like. And then I moved to New York city and I was like, Oh no, <laughs> now I know this is what pee smells well, like. This is what pee actually smells it's like. It's taking the subway. It's like those, the little things that I'm like, I can't drive places. Like I can't. Right. And there's no fast food that I like, you know what I mean? Like there's not like shitty fast food. Yeah. There's a Taco Bell cantina open up around the corner. That's true. Uh-huh. You can go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you moved to New York and you get this job at Barstool. Well, yeah. So I graduated college and I had been sort of so Kevin Clancy, who's KFC, and you, you interviewed him, yes. he followed me in like November of last year on Twitter. Four? Just, I had like 7,000 followers at the time. Like I just, he thought I was funny. What were you tweeting about? I, what I, just pretty much what I still tweet about dating and, and kind of just being a 20 something and being stupid and young and uh-huh. stupid. And <laughs> yeah, he followed me a while back and then we sort of started talking about like, because I never thought of it as like a career. I never thought of it as something I was even that good at. I was what did like, you study in college? Um, like I was an English major. I studied linguistics and yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of works kind for Twitter. Of, I guess. Like <laughs> not really at all. Like I was studying like old English and then this is what I'm doing. Like Very necessary. I want you to exclusively tweet in old English. I wish that I could. That would be, that'd be, a, that'd be a, a time. But yeah, so he, and we sort of started talking because he was like, I think you're doing something really cool. Like, have you thought about a career? And I was like, not really. Like, I'm 21. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then... So he approached you like what? Like, like slid into your DMs? <laughs> yes. What does that even that mean? That sounds bad, but it really, like, wasn't. Was like, like, no, school me. I'm a bit older I than you. I feel like sliding in the DMs has, like, such a sexual, sexual connotation. Sexual connotation. But it, it, like... Plenty of people are DMing. Like I, no, I slide yeah. into people's DMs all day, every day, and I have no sexual yeah, interest in any of them. Of course not. Of yes. course not. 
so that and then so maybe I should start saying I'm sliding in like I like I'll say I think like, there should hey, be a I'm sliding terms. into your DMs. Hey, people so, are like, hey, I'm creep. always like, hey, sorry to slide in your DMs <laughs> like this. I'm like trying to make it less awkward, but it's always awkward. But yeah, so like he sort of said that, but then I was like, ah, there's nothing serious here. I don't think I'm really gonna do anything here. And then I graduated and I was super depressed and I like cried myself to sleep for like a month. And you're like, there's no like, fucking jobs. I was like, what am I gonna do with my life? Like I had no idea. Isn't and the end of college a fucking it piss? Was the, I cried from the day I left college to like just so you know college is the best time of it your is, life it, it is, is and, and i don't care no what anybody doubt. says i mean it is the best and if you didn't you get to go to college like, no responsibilities and sorry you get drunk all day you know what you like, do you you play adult you yes you're not you're adulting not actually you're just pretending yeah. it's adulting with training wheels. which is the best like nothing you can do is like that but anyways the best anyways so i'm like super depressed whatever and my friends were so worried about me they let me like take their dog home with them, with me for like a, a week oh girl you were you were bad i was bad <laughs> and then a week later so i dropped the dog off and like that day was the day that paul like gaz who's in charge of social media slid in my dms <laughs> <laughs> and he was like hey like i've I've seen you on Twitter. What's your deal? Me and Dave Portnoy really like you. And like, we're wondering just what, if you wanted like a job with this kind of thing. And I was like, the fuck? I asked Kevin and I was like, is this guy for real? Like, Social is media is so fucking crazy. I know. And then I ended up having a phone call with Paul and he was like, yeah, do you want to fly out to New York and we'll, we'll have you come in and talk to us? And I was like, were you at all scared? Were you like, what are you guys up I to? I literally know. I've told them this. I thought that it was a job. I thought I was being like casting couch. Like I, <laughs> exactly. I totally thought it was like a, Young dumb girl goes to the city and gets railed on. Well, the couch. you're like, adorable. <laughs> you're blonde. You know, you're like I'm kind of dumb. Like not you're dumb, young. But like I'm young. You're innocent. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, ah, ha, ha. Let's fly here. Right. These we'll like sell into the men. sex trade market. I was like totally, <laughs> totally sure I was gonna get sex trafficked. Totally. I, and then I walk into this interview and they're like, we're gonna go in here. And there's like a room with a couch. I was like, oh, oh my god, no, here, here go. it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like we're joking about, but I think it's important because I don't think men understand how, no, sc- how scary, how scary, how scary they are to us. They like they <laughs> made fun of me so much when I told them this. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, if either no. Kevin or Gaz texts me the night I like land in the city to like get drinks or something, like I'll know. Like this is sex trafficking. Literally, and then I land and Kevin's like, hey, how was your flight? I was like, oh no, <laughs> he's gonna attack me. He's gonna attack me. But no, no, no we're always in the constant fear. I'm terrified at all times. It's so funny and and rightfully so, girl. <laughs> yeah. I, like so, I um I am really close with Maria Menounos and mm-hmm. Kevin Undergaro, who's now her husband. Right. And so they, I interview them at Sirius, and I'm a Boston girl, and they're Boston people, and Boston people, we just stick together. I have noticed that. Yes, yeah. and sh- I feel like Chicagoans. Yeah, is that a little Chicagoans. Chicagoans. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the Bears. They stick together. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they took a liking to me and kind of like like swept me under their wing and they yeah. like advised me on career stuff and they're also really close to someone else that works at Sirius named Sam Roberts he's a man so it's not a, it's not a sex trafficking ring but, but. I remember <laughs> one time um, they were in town and um, Kevin said oh, you know let's get together for like like to just chat about your career and I have some ideas for you blah blah blah, blah. and so I was like where should we meet and he was like oh um, come to our hotel room yep and ah, I was like death. Ah! I'm gonna be murdered and I'm like I was wondering why they're being so nice to me and now I know and she's not being nice literally that was how I felt and I was shitting my pants mm-hmm. yep. the whole way going up in the elevator going I was like thinking of like exit strategies I, I had my keys in my hands like ready to stab <laughs> in his dick real hard oh, I had it all prepared what I would say if they like made a pass at oh me. yeah <laughs> I was like ready I was like, and then I walk in and Maria's sitting there getting her hair and fucking makeup done and I was like I'm an I'm an asshole yeah well but you're not though like it's totally 
I was terrified. Like, I that get wasn't you. just you. Like it was so scary. It's like, and then we're reminded, like, oh, like there are guys that are like nice and don't want to just sleep with you and want to actually give you a job and respect and women. respect you. Imagine that. It's so funny because now, like these guys, like they're so harmless and also so helpful and have just like literally given me a career and I'm so grateful to them. Obviously, but at first, yeah, I was fucking terrified. Of course, well, as any g- normal girl yeah. would be, of course. So then you go and you realize it's legit, and you get, and then you get a podcast with them. Yeah, pretty much. They were like. We trust you. We think you do great. Because I reach an audience that's very different, obviously, from Barstool's. I'm, I'm like 18, women 18 to 24 is pretty much my like audience. Uh-huh. A little younger, a little older, too. Um, and they're mostly men, um, like 18 to 40 or something. Uh-huh. And so they were like, yeah, we don't really know anything about the girl stuff. We trust you. Make, make stuff. Just go and make stuff. And that's kind of the theme of Barstool. They're like, hmm. if you're making stuff, you make content, you're doing the right thing. Just, Amazing. Just more content. So why do you love podcasting? Why was that what you, why was that what you wanted to make? Why did you want to make podcasting? I, I don't know. Honestly, I think I kind of suck at podcasting. I'm, I think you're actually pretty good. You got a good sound and quality of voice. You tell a good story. Thank you. I'm entertained. Thank you. You're welcome. I just am so awkward. Like when I have interviews with people, I, I feel like I'm on a first date. And then I'm like... So, like, I, I don't know how to interview no, people. Ultimately, what podcasting is, it's like, like me. Yeah. Let's be friends. Let's be friends. Let's hang out. And I'm so, like, bad. I'm, like, bad at that. But, bad yeah. at making friends. Yeah, totally bad at making friends. <laughs> like, I was in a What's sorority. Harder? Like, I had to buy friends. Girl, what is a sorority like? I I mean, is it is it great? Is it awful? It's fine. Honestly, it's a lot of fun. It's, like, sort of campy, girly, dumb fun, which yes. I like. Uh, my sorority was full of, like, not the best people. But I feel like, like sororities have a very bad reputation. They totally do. It's like, hey, I got tortured all through middle school and high school. Now let me go into college and get continue to get tortured. But it really, I mean, I I know that hazing is an issue. Hazing is prevalent across the nation. Yes, I get that. But like, my sorority didn't really haze. It was more like, hey, do you want to chug this wine bag? And I'd be like, fuck yeah, I do. And I mean, like, I do, do that it. to myself. <laughs> so I'm hazing myself every single night. Right, exactly. But yes. that's like considered hazing where like you can't call girls like baby. Like the youngest pledge class is always like babies. They're the babies, you know? They are but, the babies. Yeah, but you're not allowed to say that anymore because it's hazing. Are you kidding no, me? No, I'm not. I'm serious. And that's stupid. I was pissed. I was like, no, no, no. These are my babies. This is my little... Yeah. And they're the babies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing is, we live in such a PC society and culture, and I think in some ways that's very good. Yes. You know, I am now a member of the LGBTQ community. I am proud of that. And I feel very, I feel a lot safer because people are so much more PC and, and, and understanding and accepting. Yes. But as an entertainer, as somebody, I'm not a comedian, but I definitely like to do humorous, irreverent chatter yeah I definitely sometimes feel like it goes a bit too far yeah you worry a lot of the time but I also think I think being PC people get really swept up in like oh am I gonna say the wrong thing and it's like well I think if you're coming at it from an angle of like respecting everyone's humanity like it's not an issue like I don't worry about being PC because I know that I'm like I respect people and I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. You know you're not sexist. You know you're not racist. Know racist. You know you're not homophobic. You know you're not anti-Semitic. So you're good. Yeah, I mean, I'm Jewish. I couldn't be anti-Semitic. <laughs> exactly. But you know what's crazy? Sometimes it's, there's some people who, would, who could That's actually true. argue that you would be. That's true. There are women <laughs> who are sexist. Right? Yeah. So, okay. So your show is called Schnitt Talk. Yes. And you talk a lot of schnitt. A lot of schnitt, yeah. We just talk schnitt <laughs> What a great day. last name. It really is so funny because I hated it so much growing up. Why did you hate it? Because it's just so like... 
uh, ugly. Like, <laughs> I just never liked it. Well, I didn't like, I, my full name is different from Ellie Schnitt. Uh-huh. And like, I just hated it. I thought it was like a grandma name. I hated it. <laughs> it's a great name. But yeah, the podcast is fun because it's pretty much me just talking. It's it's what I do on Twitter, but expanded. Gotcha. And I, I think people, it's funny. I have people who listen to the podcast that don't follow me on Twitter. And some of those people honestly think I have my life so together. Like, people who ask me people, advice is so funny. If you have a microphone... Or camera included in your job, even if it's your fucking cell phone, okay? Yeah. Like a, like an Instagram account yeah. or whatever. People think that you are famous and rich. I mean, they do. I can tell you from working years in radio, radio did not pay great. <laughs> uh, podcasting pays a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, it, it's it's so funny to me. People think that if you are like of of any sort of notability, that you are just like raking it in. And honey, it's like, it girl. is not the truth. <laughs> it's like, it's. I don't even have a bedroom door. Like, <laughs> I live in like the flex room. <laughs> what? Yeah. What do you mean? Okay, you know, like in apartments, <laughs> maybe you don't know. It's I like, remember, it's I can go back there. Thing. I can go back there. Yeah, like we, it's, we we live in a three bedroom, but it's like a two bedroom flex. So yes. I live in like the half room that doesn't have a door. So what do you do? I suffer. I <laughs> I have to buy a door, but it's like nine hundred dollars, and I girl, I don't have that kind of money. Can you just put up a curtain, like a but brothel. See, the thing is, if I like put up a curtain, I'll never get a door. No, you will I'm not. Because I'm lazy. I'm like it's fine, but I need privacy. I have like no privacy. Sucks. Oh my god, that's <laughs> so crazy. It's like not that I'm sleeping with anybody because like. I, okay, so boys girl, hate me, but like, let's talk about it. How do boys hate you? You are adorable. How do boys hate you? I don't know. How hard is dating in New York City? So hard. I can tell you, I live, I've been there, done that. I got, I'm married and divorced for a reason, okay? <laughs> there's, is it just that they're sorry to all the guys who live in New York, but is it just that they're bad options? No. You know what's funny? It's some of these guys are, I walk around the streets and I'm like, that guy is so hot. Yes. But then I'll like talk to them and be like, oh, that guy sucks. Suck. Yeah. What is it though? Because I, and I wonder, is this a nationwide epidemic or is this a New York City specific thing? Because I think, I think there's a lot of successful, um, very um, driven, driven, beautiful women. Yes. In New York. And I think that guys get fucking spoiled. Like actual models, real life models <laughs> live and breathe and eat and like, and, 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 and they, and they, and they run around the streets of New York City. Like they're real people here. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. These guys, I don't know. Like I just haven't met any guy here. I mean, I love the guys I work with, obviously. I think they're wonderful. Well, you're not dating them. But I would never date them. You're like, ew. No, it's like, it's like dating your brother. It would be weird. Yes. But I just, I haven't met anyone that I'm like interested in. Like these guys are just like bored. Maybe I'm just jaded. I'm so bored by men. Like Question. Yes. When you were in college, were you, did you like the dating atmosphere there or not really? I wasn't really dating in college. I was sleeping around in college. <laughs> Thank you for the honesty. It's real. Like, hey, fucking men. I mean, I tried, I guess, senior year. Did you, but, here's a question. Cause I, I mean, so we are, you're 22. I'm, so we're like, Jesus fucking Christ. I hate math. We're 15 years apart. So about, not quite, but almost. So that's crazy. That's like, that's a decade and a half, girl. So I remember when I was, you know, when I was in college, it was like definitely socially acceptable to sleep around or to sleep with multiple people. But like I still was, I was raised super Catholic. And oh, you know, yeah, like no. my mom and dad were married when they um, had sex. They reversed no. before they got married. Yes, girl, yes. That's amazing. I know. I'm like, it's a miracle. Um, but 
So I kind of grew up with a different mentality, but I feel like I was like, because I'm like kind of like I'm an elder millennial, a cusper, I kind of was still like of the female generation that was like guilted for like being like sexual. Yes. Uh-huh. Whereas I feel like because of that 15 years age difference, you really grew up in a time where like millennial women can have slept sex like men. And it is, and I think it is considered totally the same, right? There, there's definitely still a stigma and there's definitely still a little bit of a difference. It's stupid. And college is pretty much about hookups. Mm-hmm. And people who date in college, it's like, wow, you have a boyfriend in college. It's amazing. Yeah, like, I feel like how that, do you do that? I feel like when I was in college, it was like it was like boyfriends and girlfriends. Yeah, like a that, lot of that. That really trust didn't me. There's a lot of hooking up too, but a lot like more boyfriend and girlfriend things. Like I had boyfriends all throughout college. Oh my god, yeah, no. And I hated them all. See, seriously, like I, I, I hated everyone <laughs> I went to college with, but like not everyone, just the guys. But I, I think that. It's expected, but it's funny. It's like it's expected that I'm going out and hooking up with people because hookup culture is a thing. But then yeah. if I do, like, oh, she hooked up with three guys in Sigma Chi. She's a slut, and it's like, right. well, you hooked up with me too. Like, exactly. You were there. Guess what? Now you were slut. Now too, you're bitch. a slut. Like this is a this is a consensual sexual relationship. Two to tango here. <laughs> so, do you think hookup culture? So, hookup culture, it still isn't quite there. there there's not parody 50 50 in hookup culture. Even no, still. no. So, tell me what it's it's like to date with apps. Do you hate it or do you love yeah, it? You know, I don't, I'm like always afraid to like actually go on the dates, which I've heard is what makes it better. But I mostly use these apps for like attention. I think Hinge, if you want to actually go on a date is a great option. Uh-huh. But I think like I've used Bumble on nights where I just like had a bottle of wine with my girlfriends and we're like swiping on guys and having conversations. But like, it's not it's like serious. playing a game with real people's souls and feelings. Seri- seriously, it's really <laughs> fucked up when you think about it, it because really I'm literally just playing w- with you. Like, yeah. it's a game. It's a card game. Literally. And that's, it's Pokemon with like dudes. Like it's. Right. It's fucked up. But what, what can you do? <laughs> so you don't actually go on the dates. No, I'm always afraid to go on the dates because I'm afraid to get murdered. <laughs> fair. Again, we go back to totally fair. But I just like never, I never go on dates because I'm, this guy the other day, it was actually cute. He like asked me out in kind of a cute way. We met at the bar. He like gave me his number on, on a dollar bill. <laughs> like It was just like a memorable thing that I was like, huh. And then I lost the dollar and I was like, I can never text this guy. Oh shit. I know. And then he slid in my DMs. He's like, should have given you a 20. Like, and then you wouldn't have lost it. Oh. <laughs> I love him. He has money. Marry him. I know. And then I and then I and then we were texting for a little and he's like, let's definitely go out. Let's go. And he asked me to go to this bar. But I was like, Avenue A and Sixth. And I was like, this is so far from me. <laughs> I just <laughs> blew him off. I'm like, this is why I'm gonna die alone because I'm genuinely lazy. Do you are you totally fine being single? It sounds like you really are. I've just always been single. Like I've always sort of had a guy. I've always had someone I was sort of bothering I guess Mm -hmm. and I recently got out of something that was a little more serious but like I don't really do the like we are boyfriend girlfriend together this is the thing that I find so fascinating because you know as an elder millennial I like to surround myself with young millennials so I can suck your fucking blood and stay young (laughs) forever so but I I I, but I see like I just see in my little brother who's like my heart he's like my baby I love him um he's 12 years younger than me so I'm like girl yes he is and he went to Harvard (laughs) oh my gosh oh hello I'll pimp out my brother actually he might have a girlfriend I'm not sure but but, well no I know you're Adorable. I would love you for you to date him. But um, but he, you know, I, I just see such a difference in dating culture. Yeah. And I wonder, like, is it for the betterment of women or is it for the detriment of women? I think it's for the betterment of women because I think 
if I was someone, I know girls who are still so like, I need a boyfriend. I can't survive without a boyfriend. It's like, like that's what I grew up in. It was like, we all have boyfriends, even if they were terrible. And we thought, right. And it's them. like, no girl, like and be on your own. You need a man to survive. Uh-uh. That was kind of like a subtle message that I think a lot of women in my generation were taught yes. by their mothers who had the best intentions of course, for them. Because that's but how I, they were like brought up. Exactly. But I like, I remember when I was in Ithaca, it was like, go to Cornell and get a smart boy. You mm-hmm. know, like that was, and I kept trying to go over there, but they, the were all MRS so, but they were all selling drugs. Yeah. They were drug dealers. They were terrible. <laughs> they were horrible. I was yes. like, Mom, they're not good over there. They're quite bad. They're quite bad. Quite bad. Um, but you know, I just like I and I and I know so many of my friends who you know married and they settled and they're miserable. Yeah. But the idea of being alone is the worst. So much worse but than I being just... than being you know married in a horrible relationship. Like I remember, so there was a woman and a woman who was older than me who I knew really well when I was married. And I saw my marriage slowly but surely mimicking her. Oh, God. Horrible marriage. And it's, it, freaked, it it scared the shit out of me. And I felt so I felt such pity and sadness for her. And I never wanted people to feel that way towards me. And I saw that my... Like, she was a fucking crystal ball of my future. And it made me so sad. And she was in such a loveless marriage and so Ugh. stuck. And I felt like I just... She's such a victim. And I was like, I don't want to be that. And she was ultimately, like, one of my biggest motivators to get a divorce pulled together. Because yeah. it's fucking scary. You know, like we were very like comfortable financially and like I didn't have to work and like he was a good enough guy, you know, like I was, oh, okay. But like, that's not enough. But that's not enough in life. And I was like, and I kind of, I had lots of, uh, this is it moments. This is it. This is the end of the happiness for me. It was just so bleak and so sad. But I feel like my generation accepted that because it was like, well, it's better off. It's better off than being alone. But I feel like your generation is like, fuck it. I'll. Rather be, be alone. alone then. And I think that's so empowering. Because I don't, I don't like, I don't settle. I don't have boyfriends because I've never met someone that I would want to give that much of my life to. Like, right. I like the things that I like. I like my alone time. I like going out and dancing and flirting with boys. Like, I like it. And maybe that's an immature mindset. But right now, like, I'm 22. I'm allowed to be immature. I think it's actually very empowering because I remember when I was 22, it was like, if I don't have a boyfriend, well... Oh my God, I'm a spinster. Oh my God. So <laughs> but so ridiculous. Well, people get married so old in New York, which freaks me out. I think it's actually phenomenal. I think that the older you are, the more you know yourself and the more chance you have of that the marriage lasting. Like exactly. Well, even for example, with my girlfriend, trust me, this is not a relationship of convenience, okay? I never was interested in women. I fall in love with my best friend. I'm like, oh fucking shit. Like, how is this happening to no, me? No, she's not rich. <laughs> this is not the plan. Oh was, my God, seriously. I was supposed to find another rich dude. What in the fuck? Like, I live in this apartment building because it's by Wall Street. I have plans <laughs> for my future. But the thing is, I'm just so in love with her. What that can you do? That's what you like. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, love isn't a checklist. It's like, it's, a, no. it's an emotion. And so if, so if you're not checking the boxes, then you're better off being alone. And this is so fucking gay, what I'm about to say. And cheesy, but like, love yourself. Because yeah. that's the most important relationship I you said have. that on the podcast. I was like, at the end of the day, when you die, guess what? You die by yourself. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you only have you you should be your own best friend you should be your own relationship you should be looking out for you I don't know I grew up definitely thinking like I was going to go to college and then I'd move back home and I'd live in Chicago for a little and meet a guy that grew up in the same hometown as me we'd get married move back to the suburbs and that would be my life right (laughs) like I'd maybe be like a party planner and then and then when do you say no that's not my life I was fighting it. I was fighting it because I felt like I could do more, but I was like afraid to. I didn't want to. And the weird thing is one of the guys I I work with, KFC, he texted me because I was like ghosting him a little bit of like career stuff. Like if you're going to sexually attack me. No, like I I just (laughs) didn't think I wanted to 
take a risk with my career. I was like, I'm just going to do something safe, get safe. a husband and live. And he texts me and he's like, hey, I know you're not answering these texts for a reason. And just so you know, like, do not go and get a boring job and live a boring life. You are on the verge of something incredible. Wow. And it just like, got, like shook chills. me. It, like, I was like, it was just what I needed to hear. It was like the kick in the ass I needed. And I was like, now I... I never thought I was going to leave the Midwest. I live in New York City. I never thought I was going to do a career that wasn't safe. And I'm doing fucking what? Like a podcast at Barstool Sports? I never would have done this. Right. And like, I just think you have to make the leap because when you do, look at me. It's empowering. <laughs> it's brave. Yeah. And I admire you for it. And I think that, you know, I don't know. Are, are Would you say that you're an example of a lot of millennial girls your age? Or do you think that you are kind of like leading... Um, I mean, you're a, somewhat of a pioneer. Or do you think there are a lot of millennial girls that are like you? I think there are a lot of millennial girls who want to make the jump, but they don't know how and they're scared to. And I think... So what's your advice to them? Jump. Fucking do it. Do it. Whatever it is that you want to do, just do it. I can tell you from experience, fear is a phenomenal motivator. Yeah. And and you would really be surprised how many times you can fall on your fucking feet. Yeah. I think what I've what surprised me the most about myself is what a survivor I am. Mm-hmm. And I think my fam, my parents are very surprised too. Like they're like Mine too. <laughs> when I got so I worked serious, I got fired. That's the fucking worst. Yeah. And um I was so upset because I was like I'm divorced. I'm dating a woman. My and now I got fired and this was I I I was so scared to call my parents. I'm a, a fucking in my mid 30s woman and I'm scared to call my mommy and daddy cuz I'm like cuz they they were so worried about me and yeah. I and I hated that they were worried. I wanted them to be like not be worried and when I called them I said you guys just got fucking fired and they were like you're gonna be fine and I was like you're not worried I thought they were gonna flip and say like this is what we were worried about and they were like girl you got a divorce you're gay now you're fine (laughs) you can survive fucking anything anything we're not worried at all this is the best thing in the world and it was like it was so empowering to have my parents tell me that as like a girl who's marching to the beat of her own fucking drummer not by any other reason than just I'm just trying to be authentic and true to myself that I'm like somehow becoming this pioneer of bravery and the truth is I'm just trying to survive but I do think it, it, I, I encourage women to do what I did, to do what you did, because I think that, you know, men are encouraged to take risks. Yes. And society supports the, that decision. And when women don't play it safe, we feel like we're going to fuck up our entire lives. But it's the risk taking that makes your life so, like, so much magical. More, for lack of a better it. word. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, it's surprising to me that I'm even able to do this. I always thought of myself as just like a little bitch baby. Like, I can't handle shit. And then, like, living in New York City has made me feel like I can do... If you can live in New York City, you can live anywhere. You can literally... Like, you can do anything. Literally do anything. Like, the first time that you watch someone take a shit in front of you on the subway... Okay. Scariest New York moment you've had to date. You've been here for how long? Uh... Three months? Three months. Oh, my God. You're about to see so much more. Okay. I know, but that (laughs) was the worst moment of my entire life. I'm like... Could you tell me the story? On my way to work. I'm on the the shuttle from Grand Central to Times Square. So you're on the... What's that? That's the the S. S, The uh, the S train. It's like a two-minute train. It's nothing. What can go wrong? Right. You know, you're like, I'm safe here. There's Wi-Fi. This is a good train. Yeah, it's like, it's like one of the good lines. It is. You know, like, like, like there, there's like respectable people on it. Yeah, it's, it's short. Just, it's just a shuttle, you know, it just yeah, goes back and forth, quick. back and forth. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden, like, everyone around me is kind of like, we're all like, oh, my God. We're like, what? What is that? Like, it's just it just smells so bad. And we're like, people are like wretched, like gagging into their coats. Uh. And this guy just says, yep, I pooped my pants. <laughs> And we all are just like, no. I thought I was going to vomit. Like, I thought my life was ending. I have, I mean, I'm like getting like sick right now. It was the, and he didn't care. 
I, he's just like, yep, I pooped my pants. What, are you going to look at me? And I was like, oh, my God. That is a brave man. Yeah. He didn't care. And he was just like, he was on, he was like in a suit. He was like a normal guy. I no, think, no, I honestly no. think he just like had he an just accident. He had, had one of those accident. moments. He just like took <laughs> oh, a laxative or like. So this wasn't like a homeless man. No. Like, like living like inside of like a person. million plastic bags. No. This was like a respectable gentleman <laughs> being like, yep. I pooped my pants. <laughs> we were just like, <laughs> guy. You're like, so would bad. you like to go on a date? He was like, hey, <laughs> you seem to have your life together about as well as I do. Oh anyway. my God. Who that man. I would like to meet that man. Yeah. God. Oh God. I, I walked into work and I was just like, a man pooped his pants. And it was my first, that was like the worst week of my life. That was like, I had just gotten home. Sorry, this isn't home. I guess it is home. I just gotten back here after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I had been home. I came back. My flight was canceled like six times. It's like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And then the next morning, I'm like, okay, fresh start to the week. I'm not going to take an Uber. I'm not going to be lazy. I'm going to take the subway. We're going to yep. have a good week. And then a man poops his pants. You know what? Actually, um, Mer- Mercury was in retrograde, and that's why he pooped his pants. Probably. And that's why you had the problem with the plane. My brother's car it broke was, down. That week was shit. And that was when I was in this that like, weird That week was beef. literal shit. <laughs> it was really weird. Literal shit. Literal shit. A weird week, but. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, girl, I am. I think that you are spectacular. <laughs> and uh, you guys definitely make sure to check out Ellie's podcast. It's called Schnitt Talk. Uh, and where can people find it? There is an Instagram. Okay, it's on. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. Yep. And then if you want to follow the Instagram account, it's schnitt talk, schnitt underscore talk. Um, if you want to follow my personal Twitter, you can follow me, Ellie underscore schnitt. Oh, no, that's wrong. That was my Instagram. <laughs> my personal Twitter is holy underscore schnitt. Yes. Yeah. And then, then your Instagram is at schnitt underscore, at schnitt underscore talk. Yes. Yes. Girl, <laughs> all these underscores. I know, I know. World. They hate me at work. They're like, Ellie, underscores are so ugly, you can't do that. And I'm like, well, I, <laughs> well, sorry. It, it is what, what it is. is. <laughs> so fucking deal with yeah. it. Ellie, thank you so much for joining thank me. Thank you so much for having me. And you guys, uh, make sure to tune in to Taste of Taylor every single Wednesday. Brand new episodes up. And of course, go back and check some out and listen. Subscribe, share it with your friends and family. Write a comment, give me five stars. And uh, yeah, and also, if you like what you hear here, make sure to listen to my daily radio show uh, The Taylor Strucker Show you guys thank you so much Uh, I'll be back next Wednesday bye girl bye did you enjoy this taste of me want more then go to taylorstrucker.com and sign up for my daily talk radio show The Taylor Strucker Show and listen live or on demand